You're now listening to Jesus is the Truth with Ashley Mora from Obey Christ. May God bless you. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another video and another episode of Jesus is the Truth podcast. One that I pray will bless you. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys, of course, those of you listening in via podcast. I really appreciate you listening in via Apple Podcast and Spotify. And um, those of you who are returning subscribers, thank you guys so much for your support. And for those of you who are new here, uh, my name is Ashley. I am the creator and owner of Obey Christ River Business Academy and CV Week X subscription service. So for more details about uh, some of the things I mentioned, head on over to riverbusinessacademy.com for more information. Guys, I have some exciting things happening uh, coming towards the end of the summer. But anyway, please subscribe if you enjoy this message. I really appreciate it. Guys, this message is all about faith and your lack of faith and how your lack of faith is not pleasing to the Lord. And it also, you know, on top of not being pleasing to God, it's not, it's not helping you. It's not beneficial to you in any way. And it's causing delay in so many ways. So we're going to really um, unpack this. And I'm going to explain to you, of course, by way of scripture, okay, by way of the word of God, we're going to unpack this. And uh, let's start with Matthew. Guys, I, I have only a few scriptures that I want to mention. So one, two, three. Okay, so four passages. They're all brief. The longest one, I'm going to start with the longest one first. And it's one that you've heard me mention time and time again. Uh, that's because it's so important. You guys, please uh, memorize this passage. Um, lock it away in your heart. It is really important that we have this understanding. So the first passage comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. So this is about the Great Commission, okay? Yes. This particular uh, passage comes from the New International Version, so NIV, and it reads, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Guys, that alone will preach. <laughs> I know I say that a lot, guys, because it's true. Like, anyway, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Okay, so we're going to, I'll touch on that again later and I'll elaborate further, of course, as I piece all of this together. But for now, let's go ahead and move on to the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, where it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in a future. Again, memorize this, guys. This is so important for you to understand. It's good to to know it and to like, you know, it sounds familiar. That's cool. But you really have got to lock it away in your heart and store it like treasure in your heart. And you have, have to have an understanding that this is the truth. Okay. Next, um, it's going to seem like I'm kind of going fast, guys. But like I said, I'm going to go back and elaborate further in a minute. 
So uh, next we have uh, a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Okay, that was the New Living Translation version. Lastly, we have a, a passage coming from the book of James chapter 2, verse 26, and it reads, As the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead or faith without deeds is dead. Okay, guys, so let's get into this. My question to you and a question that you should pose to yourself, one that you should reflect on on a regular basis is the level of faith that you have concerning God's promises over your life. What are you doing to get closer to whatever it is God promised for your life. Some of y'all are going to have trouble answering that because you don't even know what it is God has for you to do. And I'm not going to judge you, but I, I do want to caution you by saying that is a dangerous space to be in. Guys, faith without works is dead. What that means is, as you heard me read a minute ago from the book of James, Chapter 2, verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Our spirit, guys, okay, okay, so whenever you are filled up with the Holy Spirit and, and truly submitted to God, you, by default, will begin to act on whatever assignment it is the Lord has placed before you to do. The Lord fills us up with joy and hope, and he speaks to us and he gives us tasks. He gives, he gives us assignments to complete here in the earth. Because we all have gifts, you guys. This, I believe, is in the book of Romans. I don't know the exact chapter and verse. I'll put it on the screen. But we all have gifts, all of us. And we all have purpose. As you heard me read in the book of chap in the as you heard me uh read from the book of Matthew. We all have purpose and that purpose looks like going out and speaking about the Lord, sharing the gospel with others, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching, teaching them to obey the Lord's commandments. This is as followers of Christ, this is our purpose. That, okay, so that's the foundation of our purpose. Look at it like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What I just mentioned to you again, which again derives from the book of Matthew chapter 28, that's the foundation of our purpose, right? The fact that we are called to go forth, okay, out into the world to to speak to others, to minister to others, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey the Lord's commandments. This is the foundation of our purpose. Now, it takes form by way of our gifts, 
which uh, again, we all have gifts. I don't have that scripture here in my notes. I don't know verbatim, but I just know that it says in the book of Romans, I believe we all have gifts, you guys, and all of our gifts are unique. Um, and they are been, they're given to us with a measure of grace. Too many people in the body of Christ are stagnant. And I want to remind you that you will have to answer for your stagnancy. You will have to answer for it because there are souls at stake because of due to your silence, due to your selfishness, because that's what it boils down to. You're just, you don't feel like it. You don't feel like putting forth the effort. You don't feel like seeking the Lord to find out more details. You don't feel like taking courses like the one at River Business Academy, which help guide you to things like that. That is your purpose and give you, you know, extra guidance and things like that. You don't feel like investing. You don't feel like seeking. You don't feel like doing the work. Again, a dangerous place to be. And it reflects, guys, it directly reflects on your lack of faith. It plainly, okay, pl it plainly demonstrates the lack of life that your faith has. So it, you're at the point where it's not just little faith. No, the Bible says because you're not moving in what God has ordained you to do, your faith is dead. So how can you then say that you have faith in Jesus? No, you don't. That's what the Bible says. God's. I'm not drawing my own conclusion. Well, I'm drawing conclusions, but my conclusions are drawn from what's written in the Bible. Because you heard me say it, guys, I read it out of James chapter 2. 2 verse 26 where it says faith without works is dead similar to a body without a spirit or a body without breath other versions of the bible will say that like a your body without breath in it is dead that's what faith without works is and it's such a beautiful comparison it's a beautiful uh metaphor because we have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. And if we are truly submitted to the spirit, the Holy Spirit, that is, we by default will be moving. We, we will continue to go forward. There's a resilience that's built in through, by way of our faith um, in Christ Jesus. So as members of the body of Christ, as sons and daughters, as saints, we we have a resilience that that is unique to the believer by way of the Holy Spirit. There's a strength, stamina, endurance to keep going despite what the situation looks like, despite what it seems like, despite what it feels like. I understand that this society today wants you so desperately to worship your feelings and to obey them. I, 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 we even have a phone called I, <laughs> that's another topic for another day, but I peeped that a long time ago. Okay. Okay. So let, let's go back to that. The other statement I made where I said, the Lord is not pleased when you lack faith. The reason I know that guys is because Abraham 
was counted as righteous in the sight of the Lord because of his faith. Abraham's faith was so great, he was on the brink of murdering his own, his own son out of obedience to the Lord. Abraham's faith was demonstrated by his actions. Because he believed, he moved. He went forth. He did things. Out, it, His actions were birthed out of his belief, out of his faith. So then you can conclude that one who doesn't move, one who sits still, one who doesn't progress, doesn't go forward, is, is disobedient, basically, because that's what it, I mean, uh, eventually you get to a point where you're just plainly disobedient and being rebellious. But yeah, we can conclude that a person doesn't have any faith and we can conclude that the Lord is not pleased. And we can also conclude that you're not righteous. You're not seen as righteous in the sight of the Lord because you lack faith. Faith is, is what's pleasing to God. Your belief in him and what his promises are. And some of you may say, well, I don't even know what his promises are. By the way, guys, there's a thunderstorm. It's been raining all day long. So if you hear rain, if you hear thunder, if you hear like noise in the background that sounds like rain and thunder, that's what it is. Um, I'm here to remind you to move, to have faith and to move as in to act, move forward, go forth and do the thing that God called you to do. I want to remind you guys that the promises of God are yes and amen. His promises. And if you're not like, if you're not 100% sure, like you're not sure of his promises for your life in particular, start with his plans, which are his promises for us. And that some of his plans, some of his promises, not this isn't even all of them. But some of them are written in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. And I read that earlier where it says the promises or the the plans of God. So the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and plans to give you hope in a future. So guys, plans to prosper you sounds like prosperity, sounds like not lacking, sounds like wealth not just financially but health wise so healthy prosperous in your health prosperous in your family prosperous in your career prosperous in financially and prosperous in every way because that's just how God is This is his plan for you. This is his plan for me. This is his plan for us. Plans to prosper us. To give us hope. Some of y'all are hopeless. Some of y'all have lost all hope. And his plan is also to give us a future. Something to look forward to. Something that in particular that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that the Lord has for his people. Amen. The problem is y'all don't believe it. You hear it, but you don't believe it. Not for real. It sounds nice, 
you memorized it. It sounds familiar. You probably don't even printed it out or you don't bought a bookmark that got the scripture on there and you have it in your Bible that you don't read. <laughs> um, you probably have it on your wall, pinned to your wall. I don't know, whatever. But do you believe it? That's where it matters. That's what counts to the Lord. The Lord says that <laughs> we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it counts where the where people can't see it. It, it don't matter that you got it on um on your wall. It doesn't matter you have a poster. It doesn't matter that you have a bookmark. It doesn't matter that you have a cute little hoodie that says it. It doesn't matter if at the end of the day your heart is empty and it doesn't believe it. And honestly, God just shows in your actions. You don't even have to say it out of your mouth because some of y'all lie to yourselves. You don't deceive yourselves. Y'all so good at manipulation and gaslighting y'all done gaslit yourself and fooled yourself y'all I'm just saying be careful be careful with that I encourage you to seek the Lord for yourself of course because you're gonna report <laughs> to him on your own we all die alone we all report to the Lord on our own there's not gonna be anyone there with us to help us to give us a script like no that's not how it works you have to have the relationship with the lord you have to know the lord i have to know the lord for myself i have to have a relationship with the lord for myself this is a one-on-one -on -one type of situation guys i'm going to read now the other versions of that scripture from second corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 where it says for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and through Christ our amen ascends to God for his glory. That's from the New Living Translation. Then we have the King James Version that says for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Amen. Lastly, I'm going to read the version that comes from the NIV or the, the New International Version, that says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Amen. Guys, I'm going to elaborate further. I'm going to explain what this means. God's promises are yes and amen. Yes, because he said it. So I'm going to make this real simple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. But I'm going to make it, I'm going to simplify it at the same time. Lord, help me. <laughs> okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. So God's promises are yes, because he's not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. So if he said it, that means it's done. Because he said it, and he doesn't lie. That's why. So God's promises are yes. Okay, fine, we got that part out of, out of the way. Then it says, so it says that all God's promises are yes and have been fulfilled in Christ. That's what the NLT says. The, the King James Version says, and in him it's a man. Again, referring to Christ. Then we have the New International Version that says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes 
in Christ and so through him the amen is spoke okay they all say in Christ <laughs> Christ has something to do with this why oh this is so good this is really really good thank you Holy Spirit because without Christ how can it come to pass It's in Christ that the impossible is now possible. It's not by your own strength. You need supernatural strength. Some people get their supernatural influence from the other side. The kingdom of darkness. I'm referring to the kingdom of darkness. Those who you see get rich overnight. But they drugged out. And self-medicate with alcohol on a regular basis. And prostituting themselves throughout Hollywood. Oh, but they got the car in the house. And da, 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 da. Okay, so they had a supernatural influence. That supernatural influence was by way of a spiritual contract. We're not going to get into that. But they do their thing too on their side. And they have their connections on their side. All of which are very temporary and uh, fleeting meaning it's going to be destroyed one day by worms and locusts and by fire a combination thereof or maybe one of the the few that i mentioned i digress my point is whatever it is that the lord has purposed for your life will require supernatural intervention we need the lord not only for him to open the doors and make a way and to provide certain resources that we would otherwise not have access to etc etc but also to give us strength which is another type of form of provision by the way it's just not tangible necessarily but we we need it in our physical bodies to keep going especially in the beginning when you're building a thing and you may not see things come together in the time frame that you may have anticipated or whatever the case is so he comes and he encourages and he supports he uplifts he provides peace endurance whenever you whenever we're feeling discouraged This is what the Lord provides. Because if you're outside of his will, if you're not in Christ, well, it makes sense as to why suddenly you feel like you can't do it. It's because, honestly, you can't. You can't do what it is God called you to do without God. Hello. It's, it was his idea. And yes, it was his idea. I think it's really cute. I had to come to this understanding as well. So I'm not saying I didn't go through my phase or whatever, thinking I just know knew everything or whatever. But my point is, um, I think it's so cute how we think our ideas are original. Like, guys, anything that we think of that is good comes from the Lord. And anything that we think of that is evil or bad or that could harm us or harm someone else comes from the enemy. Our thoughts are influenced by one or the other, either by God or by the enemy. That's it. Those are the only two options. There's no such thing as a good person. Like we're not good without God. Even Jesus himself said that 
um, when I believe it was someone who stopped him on the road. Someone pulled him aside or spoke to him, spoke to him um, on the road or while he was teaching. I don't, I don't remember, but I just remember them saying, good teacher. And he said, no one is good. God is good. That's it. God is good. We're influenced by him to do good. We're empowered by him to do good. We are encouraged and taught and commanded to do good, but we, by nature, are not good. We need the Lord. So yeah, guys, my question to you, and this again should be something you ask yourself, what are you doing to demonstrate your faith in God? And it's not something you should say like, okay, I got to get up today and I got to show my faith by doing such and such. That's not how it works. I'm a living testimony that that's not how it goes. Honestly, it comes from your sincere belief in God and his promises. It comes from you acknowledging your position in the body of Christ. And it comes from your understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, what he did for us, and what we as a result, have a duty to do. Like, there, there's a duty that we have to fulfill here in this earth, you guys. Our lives don't belong to us. Until you get that understanding, it's going to be difficult. And I said this in my previous video. I'm going to continue to say it in the future, I'm sure, because it's important. Until you understand who you are in Christ Jesus until you understand what Jesus truly did on the cross, until you understand the magnitude of what Jesus did on the cross, it's going to be difficult for you to submit. And guys, it's great that you believe in God. It's great that you believe in Jesus. But where is your faith? Where is your faith showing up in your life? Like when you look around, when you think of your day to day, when you think of you know, how you carry out your life, how you live, where is, how is, how is your faith showing up there? That is my question to you. That is God's question (laughs) to you and to me, guys. I'm not exempt from this. Y'all, I have to also think about this all the time. And I have to check myself. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts me. It's the Holy Spirit that checks me. And I praise him and I thank him for that because I need it. But I just want to let you know, guys, that yes, works accompany your faith. And it's not that we are working for our salvation before any of you misunderstand me. And I hope you make it to this part of the video. Those that tend to misunderstand are the are typically to be or tend to be the same ones that don't listen or or don't listen to things in in in, in their entirety like before you draw your conclusions listen i'm not saying that we work or we have to do we have to like complete tasks and deeds in order to have salvation, that's not true. Our salvation, our, our salvation is given to us by grace and uh, through our faith in Jesus. But here's the thing, 
guys. In James, it says that faith without works is dead, which means if the faith that we have in Jesus is sincere, is real, the result of it, so the result of our faith will include works. It will include us being obedient and carrying out and completing tasks that were given to us by our Father in Heaven, that were assigned to us by our Father in Heaven. Because of the faith that we have in Jesus, if it's real, this is a way of proving your, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is actually a a good measure of your faith. Do you have any works? Do you have any fruit? What is the fruit? Where is your fruit? I think it's important to recognize how much faith and works coincide with one another. They are not mutually exclusive, meaning you can't have one without the other. According to James 2.26, you cannot have one without the other. Because if you don't have works, your faith is considered dead. That's why I say that. And when faith is dead, it doesn't exist any longer. Maybe you had it at one point and then you stopped. I pray that the Lord meets you where you are and that he ignite a fire on the inside of you that will cause you to seek the Lord, to seek his face with all of your heart. And I pray that the Holy Spirit meets you. And that you have an encounter with him that you've never had before. An encounter that will change your life forever. I also want to encourage you to read more. Um, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're not reading or exposing yourself to the hearing of the word of God. And if you're not studying and meditating on the word of God um, sufficiently. It will, that affects, you know what I'm saying? It has an impact. A real impact on your level of faith. So if you want more faith, expose yourself to the hearing of the word of God more. Meditate on the word of God. Study the word of God. We should be working to fulfill whatever the calling is that God has on our lives. This is a demonstration of your faith. But for those of you who don't even know where to start, concerning uh your calling maybe you don't know your purpose you don't have a clear understanding of your purpose your calling and how it all coincides and how you should be earning money from your gifts and talents and things like this if you need like some guidance with that if you want some understanding based in the word of god okay founded on the word of god check out riverbusinessacademy.com courses start this fall uh, don't sleep on that, on that school. Don't sleep on those courses, guys, because they will bless your soul. Those courses will bless your soul. And yeah, I think I'm going to leave you guys on that note. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye.